0: Who are we to save another being who are we to interfere with someone's soul contract can we really save anyone or anything hello and welcome to another episode of the orphic my name is Alyssa. i'm an astrophysicist i have my phd and I'm interested in understanding how the entire universe works from a conscious, energetic perspective, essentially trying to understand the spirituality of astrophysics and of the universe and trying to figure out, you know, like, what are, what are the energetic and conscious dynamics that are at play when all these galaxies are interacting and these stars are forming and all this stuff. And there's... It's like there's an extra level that's deeper under what we're seeing. And that's what I want to know. And that's what I'm most interested in. So follow me on Instagram at interdimensional.astrophysics for some more info. And just follow along with my ideas. I have a lot of ideas lately. A lot of ideas. Hi. <laughs> hey, I'm Michaela with
1: Mariposa Moonchild on Instagram. Um, I'm an empathic medium and do energy medicine and shadow alchemy and I'm here to be part of the ripple effect of healing across the planet so here to support and guide souls as we do that inner work on ourselves uh, do that deep diving shadow work and really connect to our inner wisdom and our inner truth and then learn to move through the world from this place
0: yeah love it so we like to start every episode by grounding in and just doing some deep breathing so that we can all sort of become more in the present moment. So Michaela will kick us off with that.
1: Yeah. So let's just take a moment and close your eyes if you're able to and place your feet flat on the floor. So even place a hand on our heart and we're going to take a few deep cleansing breaths here. So when you're ready, Take a deep breath in, filling your lungs all the way to the top to full. Pausing here. And opening your mouth to let it release. Letting go of anything negative, anything that might be feeling heavy on you and releasing it with the breath. Taking another deep, full breath in. Filling your lungs all the way to the top. Pausing here. And when you're ready, let it go. Letting go of anything and everything that's not serving you. Releasing it with the breath. One more here. Filling your lungs all the way to the top. Pausing. Taking a moment to feel into your body, feel into your heart beating, feel into the blood running through your veins, and when you're ready, let it go. (sighs) Release anything and everything that is ready to go, feeling yourself grounding into the earth, and when you're ready, just slowly and gently bring yourself back into the space.
0: Great. Okay. So this episode, yeah, is a continuation of last week's, which is you talking about your training stuff at uh, Eagle's Eye Ranch. And yeah, there was just definitely a lot of like interesting uh, tangential conversations that we had in uh, in these episodes. So also check out last week's, if you haven't listened to that yet, the part one of Journey Into the Heart. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy this episode.
1: And because this is, um, even though it is a training, there's so much energy healing that's going on between all of us. And I'd say even more Mm -hmm. so for me in, in the next one, because the next one gets a little bit more... I don't want to say intense, but, like, we're going deeper into the energetics and and the energy mm-hmm. healing. Yeah. But you're mm-hmm. still holding this container of healing and and, and shifting. And it's so interesting because there was one lady there that was gifted the experience. And from my perception, it didn't really seem like she knew what she was getting herself into.
0: So that i yeah that energy is interesting it's like uh this is kind of something that you should probably by yourself uh or just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean obviously i guess she was like into it but because of how much of a contractual investment and energy exchange and just immersive thing this is is probably some kind of experience that you would want to just like have full sovereignty over your decision to enter, to enter a container like that. So I could see the energy of being gifted it like a little bit different. Um, but yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and I mean, yeah, she's Luci Lucia's intense, and it's awesome. Yeah. It, yeah. It is awesome. Yeah, and there's a lot of layers to that too because
1: I think um, the person who first who gifted it won it somewhere. It was. It was Maybe Mm. it was a sponsorship that Lucia did or something. She won it, I believe, is how it went. And then she gifted it to this person was like, I think you really need this or could use this. And I think Lucia had a conversation kind of saying, I think the person who won it should use it. You should use it. And so she was speaking to the resistance that that person had. And why this all came up, though, is because the lady who did get gifted it and came. I mean, kudos to her for like really stepping outside of her comfort zone. Um, And Mm -hmm. she was very open about that too. And I really appreciated that because even in the beginning, she would kind of say, I don't know about any of this. She's like, you guys Mm -hmm. are having these conversations about things I've never even heard of before. And she's like, I'm not as woo woo as you guys, or as in tune as you guys. And she's like, and this is, this is pretty wild for me yeah <laughs> yep sounds like she didn't know what she was getting herself into no but i really appreciated her openness and honesty to talk about that yeah and
0: yeah that's good like because it could have you know you could have that situation could go sour but it sounds like she was still very open or just was more you used it from like we navigated that from a curiosity perspective as opposed to like oh i'm not in my element like maybe i should leave or <laughs> like i don't know yeah so a lot of shifts like that
1: happen too where people would have these moments too where People would burst into tears or they would be crying because we are going through these really profound yeah. shifts all in this container too at the, at the same time and having these realizations. So those moments definitely were not uncommon um, and would, would happen more and more. And there was a lot of, yeah, energy healing that was going on as we were doing these trainings and learning like, I know there's this one, uh this one lady her girl or whatever and she was standing she was standing up and lucia and it's so crazy how in tune lucia is to what's going on in the energy too and she's yeah. like tell because Lyra walked up to her the black and white horse and she said, "Okay, put out, put out your arm and move it back on her. Move it, move it back on her further." And then she's like, "She's like, I'm trying to open you up to her heart space." She so she was trying to position the girl to have her heart right next to Lyra's, and it was mm-hmm. insane watching it. I think this was on the last day, but I don't remember because once she got herself in position to her heart, because before that she's like, "Okay," and she's kind of moving her hand. As soon as their hearts locked she was like oh ah! like she just like let out this like ah! and like she just went into like a full like whatever healing Leah or Leah oh my god that's that's not what I meant to Lea. say um Lyra huh? the healing that Lyra, Lyra was doing for her and then Lucia came up behind her and she asked another shaman that was there to come behind her and catch her and they completely like like uh let her down on the ground and did the energy healing and let her process but she had this huge release with the horse where she just like let it go she burst into tears and they did this whole healing and this is happening right in the middle of of us doing this
0: training and and these sessions Mm -hmm. on each other yeah it's just a full-blown like yeah it's just anything you know you're just you're in a safe space you're just in in this container where a lot a lot of intense things are happening that's super cool about the whole like alignment thing and it was just she had to like yeah that's awesome it's super cool mm-hmm. and lucia also works from a
1: place of priority so whatever is the energetic mm. priority at the time that that is where our attention goes or the focus goes so she either got she either got an intuitive hit or was in communication with Lyra or knew that um the priority had shifted to this girl's healing at that point in time and sometimes that would happen where even the horses came through and they needed something they needed an energy healing and that was the priority before we moved on to
0: the next thing yeah yeah that's cool even just that concept of like working from priority it's it's um uh, we could probably apply that to most things in our life well, we and can. be more conscious of that. (laughs) And I think a lot of people could use could use a bit of a perspective switch around that. And well, what's interesting about that whole priority thing is that how do you know what's priority? You have to tune in. It's an intuition thing. And that's how, you know, just just applying that to your day and that's, that's how we get scattered because we, we forget to tune into, we get, we forget to drop down to our heart. We forget to tune back into our heart because our body and our heart already know what's a priority and the information. It's like we act like it's difficult to know what the priority is when we do know what the priority is and we just maybe should be working from that space. That's
1: cool. Well, I mean, I think working with priority is also being in your heart space yeah because Mm -hmm. you move from because because that's even with lucia as an example like she's constantly working with the energetic priority and it's also with ease she's flowing from ease to the priority to the priority and also being connected to to your heart space and knowing having that inner knowing of what that is like i also think that that is that is part of to what it means to live in your heart space and be living from the heart i believe Mm -hmm. Or it's how I feel.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, totally. It's, um, and it's also because that's where the energy is flowing. It flows, you know, through fl- our energy is flowing with our experience, with our outward reality through, you know, through our hearts. So. So yeah. it, it's a great reminder of that too, because I would like
1: to start working with the, with priority and f- more feeling into that in my heart space every day too. And what is the priority today or right now or whatever
0: Mm -hmm. and one of the practices that I remember you have been talking about this for a while we maybe mentioned on the podcast once was about making a list right like making a list of the things that you are going to be doing or the things that you want to focus on but in a in order of priority or in order of like yeah I guess in order of priority I don't think I ever did that, but I remember you talking about it a bunch.
1: Yeah, I think I that, was cool that's idea. good. And I would like to do that again. But I think also um, yeah. allowing it, the priorities to shift. So maybe making your list and going into your heart space and feeling into what is the priority. Yes. And then daily going back there and asking if anything's changed. Mm,
0: yeah. Yep. Yep. That's good. That's good. Because
1: there's so many things that could be a priority. And so, and th- and that's part of learning to be in your heart space is practicing that listening to, instead of saying, oh, I should yeah. do the laundry, I should do this and really listening because maybe you think today, mm-hmm. maybe you think re- realistically the priority is cleaning the house but maybe when you listen to yourself your body's mm-hmm. saying no your priority is to rest and your priority right now is to make yourself a smoothie with this supplement in it or your priority is to go for a walk out in nature and a, and that's yeah. and that's part of not living in your heart spaces when we ignore that or we don't yeah. listen
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm talking to myself <laughs> <laughs> yep but it, but, it, but it's practice
0: yes oh totally it's it's a practice because none of this none of this stuff can be turned on instantly and then just maintained at all times it's uh it's a practice and and also i just part of life is is m- getting out of alignment out I'm using now air quotes out of alignment because whatever, what do these things actually mean? What are mm-hmm. you aligned with? It's all, it can be also relative, but um, I don't know. I just, I guess I just had remembered a, a bit of an intro to a Kundalini class that I had taken w- one day where I was feeling specifically out of, out of alignment. And, and she, I remember it, it, I just felt so much better. Just that simple thing of like, there's no, you know, it's, it's, like part living life is to get thrown back out of alignment but it's just obviously about having the tools to get to get back in or whatever so you know there never has to be any judgment about being like oh i i got out because yeah we're in a third density so it's part of the equation is getting is getting out and getting and getting back in but you don't even need to think of it in terms of those like I don't even need to think of one as good or bad. No, definitely not. No, no
1: judgment toward that. That's just the human experience. And I think that's that's why we do this healing and it's why we do this work. If it's shadow alchemy or energy medicine or just our own inner healing or learning to connect with our inner wisdom.
0: Um, What did you just say? <laughs> I was just saying stuff about getting in oh, and out of alignment and just, that is
1: to build the practice yeah. and our tools to bring us back back yes, to that
0: tool. into to that, that place mm-hmm. yeah and just the yeah the emphasis on on the on how much there really needs to be no judgment about about when you get out of when you get out of it like there really needs to be zero judgment about that because that's just that's the way that's, that's just what it's supposed to be Yeah. So let's see what else. What else happened in these magical first three days? Unless you want to talk about the other five days. No, no, not yet. We're not ready for that. For the rest. Okay, no, not ready. Um,
1: thinking. So we also had some really beautiful shamans and energy workers. Shaman. I would say shamans and medicine people. That were with us holding space in the in these few days, which was really cool. Um, One of them was the lady that did the sananga with me. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, cool! And they we did a drum ceremony to open up the the container to open up the three days, and that was really beautiful. And being a part of that, as well as just. That, like them holding the energy and watching them shift and support our shifts and also being able to connect with them and ask them questions was really, really cool for me.
0: What do you feel like the significance of the vibration of, of drums is because, you know, I never like I, cause of course when I was just editing the episode about you talking about the Sananga and you said that you guys started with like a drumming ceremony And, um, then it also just reminded me of there's, um, there's someone in my psychic light class, Jillian, who is going to sort of get into music and like creating music and stuff on YouTube. And she wants to make like these like soothing sort of drumming videos. And I've never really been, I don't know, I've just never really gravitated towards anything that has to do with drums. Or, I mean, I, I get uh, overwhelmed by like loud drums. Um, so, but, so it just had me thinking about like the vibration, like the healing vibration, of drums like what do you i don't know do you have any other uh, like thoughts on on how like because i just feel like i don't i never really like worked with it and it seems like you've kind of you've used it a lot in the healing like i've only done other sorts of sound healing but drums i imagine would have a very specific sound frequency and like staccato type of healing i don't know do you have i mean any i think you that? kind of just said it
1: when you said that you literally just said the drum has a specific <laughs> A specific <laughs> frequency. Guess. So uh bingo, I think yeah. that's it. I think as well as the drum can be very clearing. Like the boom yeah. boom boom boom. Yeah. It's also very uh rhythmic and it can not always, but in some cases, oh, even yeah, if you do rhythm. like a heartbeat. Like just that boom 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 mm, boom, oh, boom, boom, yeah. boom boom
0: boom like boom boom. Boom boom boom. Okay. So yeah. I think
1: it's I think it's a tool that can be used for clearing or in ceremony because it reset your rhythm yeah because it has the specific reset vibration so it's also your intent for it Mm -hmm. but as well as some of these drums are like indigenous made or so so what is the drum made of too? even with the frequency and how was it made and who was it made by and what's the frequency of how it was made and then from there the frequency that is admitted when you do pound on the on the drum and use it
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah i don't know it's just like when you're talking about i was like i never think about like the significance of drums in sound energy healing and everything but yeah i guess it would be more so of like a, a clearing because i just i've never used i've never like listened to i don't, i just have never really used it in my aura i don't think um yeah, I guess uh, like definitely some rhythmic stuff to kind of re, uh, very rhythmic align yourself to yeah. Your rhythm, yeah the yeah. alignment because um yeah
1: I would also say the drum can really get you into a trance like I would say the frequency of it mm, yeah right is very supportive goes, yeah. of also going to that place of meditation or that that or that innerness yeah. um because there's a lot of different ways, but I mean, I don't Mm. have my own drum, but I would love to call one in. I I do really love the drums. And from Mm. my experience, a guided journey that I've done with the drums or healing that I've done with a drum has been really powerful, especially in person.
0: What's coming to me now is, yeah, I'm just thinking also about like my aversion to it because I feel like I have such an aversion to like harsh uh sounds even though i know that obviously you can have like a soft like do do um but i what's coming to me now is because of the harsh harsher vibration um yeah it cuts it, it cuts energy way different as opposed to just like a tuning fork or just like a beautiful 432 hertz sound frequency more so would gradually align the energy of your body to that frequency and a drum the drum vibration and frequency would yeah establish a different establish a rhythm and cuts and kind of like cuts things so you just said it was good at clearing right
1: i think you would um, feel different if you heard it in person too because another thing i was thinking of um more so than the sound is the actual
0: vibration like vibration. the like the vibration yes. that you can yeah.
1: feel though because like, you can feel the
0: boom boom yes boom, you can boom, boom, yeah boom, you feel, like you can yeah, it physically, physically vibrates your body and your and your whole cells. So it's literally making your cells yes. like dance. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I feel like I have – I feel like I need to think about this more. I feel like there's more that wants to come through or <laughs> we'll report back next time. I don't know. It just has me on a whole thought loop. Yeah, and okay. it would be really, really interesting to know, to know a bigger – <laughs>
1: Um, why maybe like the indigenous use drums and stuff like that, because I, I don't know the answer to that. I think it would be something around like what we talked about, about the the vibration and, and the frequency and the clearing, but like very specifically, I, I don't know, but they've been using those for like thousands, thousands, if not more years in, in ceremony,
0: I feel like, too, because of the intense vibration of it, I feel like drums get straight yeah. to the heart, too. Because it you literally feel the thump in heart. I was going to say heart. that. So it's a direct, t- straight to the heart. Well, that wasn't <laughs> the greatest, like, visual. It was a more, like, a stabbing. But, <laughs> yeah, it's it's something that it cuts. It cuts through. as a, I, I just feel like I... I Comparing it to a different sound, it's like it cuts through as opposed to other sounds gently bring you in the flow. It's a flow versus a cut. Yeah, and maybe it helped clear with other thoughts too. Like I feel like
1: when I was in a journey with the drum, like I was more where i wanted to be if that makes sense like i feel like it really oh. supported bringing you to that place oh to yeah the present, the present.
0: yes to the, the, the present, present, present oh yeah i can see that i can see drums bringing you to the present moment very easily i would love yeah. to ask um a professional drum person not like but like <laughs> well yeah right because david my brother plays the drums but like the regular ones that are like i hate loud noises so i so that's why it's oh, like, I hate that too. anytime he's in the house and plays the drums i like need to go to like a different zip code because you can fucking hear it from everywhere it's like vibrates the whole house and i'm like oh i'm so sound sensitive i'm like that too just like, like that yeah. overstimulation um, like yeah it's it's the over it's the overstimulation so i just i just feel like i have an aversion to it and i just have never experienced it in some kind of ceremony or meditation or or anything like that um but yeah no it would be now i actually kind of want to have a whole conversation with i feel like we got to have a whole conversation with my friend jillian who's in my psychic light class about she's has this affinity to uh to music and um and using it for for sound healing and and especially drums and she wants to make youtube videos of like soothing drum drum beats and everything yeah i think that would be really cool i'll talk to her about it
1: so Mm -hmm. we began the ceremony and we closed the ceremony or we began the weekend and closed the weekend with a drum ceremony so the shamans and lucia led that we did a clearing of all of us uh with sage and lucia has this very beautiful sacred golden eagle feather and she used that mm. to do the sage clearing with us which is is oh, yeah. very powerful
0: eagle feathers are very powerful i did a kundalini yep. um exp- like a special workshop with it that was all around the eagle feather and we all got to touch the eagle feather and because eagles fly the high eagles are the animal that fly the highest in the sky so they're the closest to the sun i don't know if you were gonna like just say something like the exact same thing but so to touch to put to touch an eagle feather did you get to touch no it?
1: she's very
0: the intentional with who yeah it- yeah i bet it was when when we when we touched it like all around it was like in a jar and it was like you have to be very careful and it was like literally to touch an eagle feather is like an honor to be that close to this animal that's close to the sun and you also
1: never lay it on on the ground you always have it like standing up so Mm -hmm. she has a stand on her desk where it's standing up but no not everyone gets to touch it Mm -hmm. and she says like if you touch it it will like change your life so it's funny because now i'm getting this image of like on aladdin where there's like that red ruby and like the the monkey's like Ooh, I'm oh like, yeah yeah it makes it really you're like i want to touch it yeah <laughs> I wanna touch it um yes but i mean we yeah. were very it was an honor to to even be saged with it um and then yeah she's yeah she has let other people use it because there was a there was another shaman medicine woman who used it to actually go around and and clear us with it. Um but even to see and this was also it was it was a golden eagle feather. And it was big. Like it was like
0: big. Maybe. Oh wow. I don't mm-hmm. know, it's big. That is big. Yeah, that's way bigger. And then big. we did
1: the drum ceremony. Um the shaman's led it and this was really cool for me cuz I haven't experienced a lot of things like this even though I've been calling it into my field because I would I would like to. A lot of it did feel indigenous too, in what like what what was said and like the languaging and just the maybe maybe the intent, uh, but I don't know for sure, but we mm-hmm. did like we all faced yeah. south, west, north, and east, so we did all of the different directions. And then we connected with yeah. Mother Gaia. So we're like honoring and calling in all the the directions and the sentient beings from mm. these directions that will come and support us. And then um, creator above us. And then we did that with the drum and just like called in this really beautiful energy and container of support and love and activation and healing for the weekend. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, we did that right. to... To close it out as well. Um, Let me think. And there's also... I I talked about this in some of the other episodes about just the sessions that we did. But there is a girl there too who can speak light language or the light language from the star system Mm -hmm. that she's from. And it was so wild because she just like gets downloads where she just like like we were sitting in class one day because and and so part of this experience too is we would have classroom time where we would go through powerpoints with lucia and a lot of it was storytelling like she would have different points of stories of of, of her experiences to tell us and with, with the teachings and stuff mm-hmm. and then we would also do um, more like hands-on things where we would go out into the paddock with the horses and we would do the actual guided journeys. But then we had the classroom time too. But I remember one time sitting in the classroom and the girl who can do light language, like she just like, her hands just like start going like this. And it's like, she's getting like a signal. It's like, she's tuning. And, and Lucia's like, yeah, okay, yes. yeah, go for it. And she just like, boom, just like, <laughs> she stands up in front of everyone and just like, I mean, I don't want to actually do it, but. Yeah. Was that the same
0: person that was that okay that was the same person that was at your observer session that would just go up behind people and just start doing like a bunch of light language yeah. and hand motions so that was awesome. really cool too
1: and it's so it's so interesting because like the type of person she is i know in that moment too she's like i don't want to interrupt class but but it's like you, you can tell she's like shaking it's like she can't even and i remember remember her saying she was asking them she's wow. like she's like mm, i don't know if now's the time and they're like no now like now do it now now is important so she asked permission from lucia yeah. too which is also a very important point Point. and lucia was like yes because she knows what she can do and then she just like went for it it's just it's wild
0: watching that and then i wow. think does she have an in- does she have an instagram or does she do that on instagram or anything and if not why um, she doesn't she has to be sharing the- these transmissions
1: so this was the girl she's also been living on lucia's property for a while so that's why i seen her a- in some of those observer sessions I don't know if she specifically mm-hmm. does the light language on Instagram, but she's a dancer, and so she just oh. has gotten now in the town of Armstrong, right outside uh, where Lucia or Lucia lives outside of of this town um She's got her own studio now, which has been kind of a new development, and she teaches dance. So I would really like to go to one of her classes one of these days. But I think I've talked to her before, and I think at some point she would like to do more of a program. We just got a big thunder oh, more, mm-hmm. a program of teaching dance, but also has these spiritual elements in it, healing in it, and the light language.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But it is, it's it's awesome. so
1: wild hearing it in person, like hearing the light language come yeah, through. Right.
0: And especially when it just comes through so like naturally like that, like it's happening. It's happening. And it's like well, <laughs> that. Yeah. Wow. And okay. it's like as she's saying
1: it, like sometimes other people who know the light language can understand. And I feel like I didn't know exactly, but I felt it in my heart. I felt it on an emotional level and it actually made
0: me tear up. hmm. Oh, yeah, totally. Like with the, with light language, I feel like we should explain light language. I forgot that we didn't do that. Light language. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. My inter- light language is it can sound like anything. It's just a verbal translation of some language or information from some higher dimension or some from some other realm. Um, And I think and a, realm well, light, a lot of people I think on maybe some people on, to mention. Yeah. Right, right, right. From realm of light. And so it's a translation from some etheric like light code or like a, it's literally translating like a wisp of light into words. And um, and a lot of people that do light language transmissions or healings online or everything. Um, obviously our conscious brain is not going to understand it. It kind of just sounds like gibberish or there's a is. lot of different versions of it. Obviously, I haven't heard all of the light language. Lo- anything that I've heard sounds like gibberish or it sounds like um well, it sounds like beautiful gibberish. It sounds like, you know, some just some other language. I don't know. And but your the soul understands. Uh, usually there is an activation that will happen that will it will unlock your DNA. It will activate You, your soul will understand it. You might actually get the trans, get the meaning of it without, without knowing what it's actually saying. And so, and at the same time, so that uh, another version of what that looks like is, yeah, emotional release. So, yeah, you heard some light language and you hear this emotional, uh, and you feel this emotional release because it stirred up something inside of you that was divinely timed at that time to to be brought through you or to activate mm-hmm. something with you or to release something yeah. within you. And it is, it's, it's activating so. and it's healing. And
1: she would kind of go like, I think she'd have a message for all of us. She said it was like a collective message and she started like doing it, but then she would even go up to cert, some certain people and start like, cause she uses her hands in the energy field yeah. as she does it where she's clearing things yes. and she's saying things and she's activating things. And yeah, um, at least from my perception and yeah, it was wild. And it's also, it's wild too to be in that moment. Where we're all just taking that in. And then I'm thinking of the girl who on the first day is like, I don't know why I'm here. And I don't know about anything about this. And, and to see something like that, like what that experience yeah. would be like. Yep.
0: That must have been quite the experience for that girl. I, I would say so. I never did ask her what she thought specifically, but... Like, yeah, even... Even I've never been, well, it's like what you were saying when you said how all these people were soul family. Like, you've probably never been around, uh, I don't know if you've been to any spiritual retreats or anything, but like, have you ever been around a group of people that are this like-minded to you in the physical? Like, cause I've never been to a spiritual retreat or anything. So, Absolutely like, not. <laughs> like, not even yeah. close. So, very new. Not even close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I'm the same. And so, like, I haven't even seen any, most of these things in person, either so it would it's still i'm it's so so new we talk about this a lot too though just you know and getting soul family into the physical reality and it's just slowly but surely it's happening but it's still very new it is and calling that in
1: (laughs) and navigating kind of what that looks like for ourselves and aligning us to it. And that's why part of this weekend was so magical in those ways too, because was of the connections and the conversations that we're having. Like for me lately, I've been having this recurring feeling that I've just been really craving Connection with people, but where I can talk about these things, because I don't feel like I can talk about this stuff in my regular life, which is why I talk about it with you. And we send so many voice memos and we have a podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, and I talk about with my partner Mm -hmm. to a certain extent, but I'm not, I haven't had Mm -hmm. a space like I did there at the ranch where I'm talking to everyone. We're having these collective conversations. We're bouncing ideas off each other. And we're like, also having aha moments like people are asking questions and someone's talking about their perception of something they're like oh wow like i didn't think about like that and they're having like a download and then someone else kind of like is the puzzle piece to someone else's question like it's it's i i don't even know how to explain it in human words because it's beyond
0: powerful yeah yep it's so wild to have that whole experience and so for me person. it was very hard
1: to leave that and this is also people of all different ages there's young people there there's people there's mothers there mm. there's people that are older like like over 50 yeah. like there there's a whole plethora of people but you're just connecting with everyone and just like the humanness of them and the star seed inside of them and holding space for them and just having these really
0: high vibrational conversations so was that the that ceremony that you're ta- talking about that was the closing ce- ceremony you bet you said you did opening yep. and closing drum with the drone yeah right? nice
1: mm-hmm. um let me think another thing we talked a lot about belief systems obviously
0: mm-hmm <sighs> big one because that's stored in the root chakra for the most part as far as my understanding of it and that sets the foundation for your entire life your beliefs because people don't (laughs) it's a big it's a big realize this and i've had these
1: conversations with bryce and stuff too um but just people don't realize how like those those i mean we've talked a lot about this too but these subconscious belief systems that reflect your reality like
0: yeah, it's crazy. We, it's the trickiest thing to reprogram too. It's the it's the it's tricky. It's tricky because it controls your entire reality. Because your beliefs are stored in your root chakra, and and a lot of and a huge part of that is your fight or flight mode and your survival. And that's why it's so. Oh, I'm gonna chill. Mm. That's why it's so hard to to tame and to control and to reprogram because it feels so. It feels so uh, life or death because it is because that's your survival instinct. And so it feels like like the times that you're most confronted with an opportunity to change your belief systems and to change your and to, to move through changes in your root chakra is when you're confronted with what feels like life or death. So how are you going to all of a sudden implement some new belief system when you feel like you are at risk of your safety? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, what else did you guys talk about with the belief systems? Like, what do you feel like you got from that? Yeah, I'm
1: just feeling into that for a moment. Because we were, I mean, we were constantly Mm -hmm. talking about belief systems and just like, I don't know, I guess maybe different beliefs around different things, even if it was like the healings and the teachings that we were doing and just like how the belief system will become the truth and how that like sits in our body. We had a lot of conversations about it. I'm not thinking of anything specific right now, but just a lot, a lot of in-depth conversation about how our beliefs just structure everything around us. And then, so I think also how, Going into those beliefs and having the openness to be aware of them, but then also to deconstruct them or let something else be there. To have that awareness of the transformation, again, that that could occur with those different beliefs that we have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, and then languaging. I talked about languaging a little bit earlier. Yeah, We talked a lot about that because there was a lot of words that co- would come up where Lucia specifically would be like, uh, I don't like that word or like changing the word. And so I feel like mm-hmm. I learned a lot about languaging, like even if it was the intention piece to intent, but a lot of other things and how we're programming with our languaging and languaging built like that. And there's a lot of things, um, even within like Kind of a tangent, but I'm not really getting into it. But even within our legal system, the way that things are like language and stuff like that to like program in these different things is really, really interesting. But also just being aware of our languaging too and how powerful our words are. Because a lot of the time, people mm-hmm. we don't realize like having regular conversations no, with people, a lot of people will say like stuff that they don't mean or they'll just like say things kind of willy-nilly not thinking that there's really a vibration that's attached to it but there is and it's important
0: mm-hmm. it's so important like just a, a silly example is like i'm always like on my mom's case or <laughs> for like we'll walk into the kitchen or something or if the kitchen needs to be cleaned, she'll be like we got a lot of work to do in here and i'm like Maybe, but, like, do we have to, like, say it like that to... When you say a sentence like that, we got a (laughs) lot of work to do in here. She fucking says it like that, too. I just envision a 3,000-ton weight cloud has just been placed on your aura, and now you have a huge weight on you. And meanwhile, it's just a kitchen that we just need to fucking wipe the counters. Like, can we just, you know? Like, why do we need to this is also just me venting (laughs) thanks um like yeah the words and it's uh, we're just so we don't we're just so accustomed to to using these things and and it creates our experience yes
1: i mean yeah and that's kind of what's like the language and the belief system does kind of go hand in hand because like how many times do you hear somebody in conversation or or people just say i can't afford this i'm broke Mm -hmm. cancel clear because i'm none of those things Mm -hmm. um but people say that and it's like, and I'm just like, well, you're always going to be because you keep saying it. Like you're creating your reality mm-hmm. with your words, with your language and your, and you be, and your belief yeah. system. And so how like- do you step outside of that if that like... <sighs>
0: We all have like those few people in our lives. I feel like a lot of it is probably like family mm. that triggers us. Was well, like anyone that is is aware of this and tries to be aware of this. It's like everyone has those few people in your life that just constantly use the negative language yes. and constantly negative reinforcement of I'm this and I'm that, and it's so frustrating because you can't change them and you can't. You know what are you gonna like? it's It's frustrating, so just I don't know, I'm just having a moment. I feel you, I see you. It's frustrating, um, when you wish you could help people with their languaging but and and those things, but sometimes it's so wrapped around their brain and in their reality that I don't know, but we can be aware of it, and then we can affect them by being the ripple. <laughs> there we go. It turns it into a positive. we can affect them
1: by. By being the ripple, and I mean that's something big that Lucia talks about now is us as star seeds, light workers, the indigo kids, whatever you want to call it, healers, change makers. Um, we're not to save anyone anymore. We're not to rescue anyone anymore. Yep. And the way that we be change makers and healers is by healing ourselves first. But now people have to be in search of their own healing and they have to come to you. We are no longer moving into the new paradigm in a place to rescue and save. Mm-hmm. It's not working like that anymore. We are dishonoring ourselves mm-hmm. by rescuing and saving. You have to seek that out yourself or else it does not work.
0: Mm-hmm. Mhm. And you know you'd be surprised that sometimes sometimes people do people that you wouldn't expect they do get to a point where they seek your advice or they ask a question. And it happens and I remember, you know, and I've told a few stories on this podcast about things about times that that's happened to me and um you know, now that I feel like I've I've been walking this path and living differently for a few years now um the ripple is starting to to take take mm. place in everything and and it, it definitely can can trickle like that and and you you'll be surprised at when you start living just your truth and just living your own way and working on yourself that um it's definitely possible people people come around and and they they see it and there's so much more subconsciously there's so much more happening in other people's brains um, by being around your energy that you don't know and um, and it's and it's you know it's I guess we could call it like seed planting, but it's it's seed planting is just a simplifying way to like put it maybe but there's so much happening because that that person is so unconscious of there's because especially if if we're dealing i'm just now talking about a scenario where you know you're existing and you're trying to live your most aligned life around people that are living in a completely different reality than you and um There is a lot happening from your energy. Now this is yeah full circle into the whole ripple effect thing. You are affecting other. You are affecting the people around you, especially if they're not super conscious. A lot of the way you're affecting them is extremely subconscious, and these things can can grow and evolve. And yeah, energetic, and um, you know, yes, back to back to the thing of of people people asking you it's just yeah I guess just saying I'm starting to see it now in my reality I'm starting to see and sometimes it takes a while but I've been surprised by people that ask me questions or by people that you know that pe- people are listening like people are watching you people are taking in your energy and it's doing wonders for them whether or not they can consciously admit to that and so yeah just keep on keeping on yeah, I was gonna say something to that.
1: Well, also, I think something with because, um, and a lot of us people who are star seeds, like we came to Earth to help. So a lot of us have that like rescuer archetype within us, yeah, and that wanting to save. Um, which there's a lot of layers yep. to that, but an also an, another yeah. big thing that we talked about is permission and asking Mm -hmm, for permissions mm -hmm. and how incredibly important that is. Because even if you see an animal, maybe that's injured or a person, what's stopping you from going in and just doing an energy healing on them? You need to ask for permission. You cannot just do things on Mm -hmm. other sentient beings. You need to ask for permission and it's very important.
0: Yeah. And that's totally something that humans kind of bypass, um, especially when it comes to animals, because because of the lack of verbal communication, it's it's totally something it's it's yeah, like you said, it's there's a lot of layers to that the savior complex, the 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 thinking that you can thinking that you need to save others or save animals. It's 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 huge. And there's a huge aspect of human consciousness that loves to just bypass right through that. And um, so when it comes to asking permission, like, was there a certain way that Lucia was talking about it in terms of, like, was there a certain way that, like, energetic permission or, I don't know, was there anything else that she was saying about that, the whole thing of permission?
1: Well, the the permissions thing came up in a really interesting way while we were there because there's a few different things. I mean, yeah, energetically or in your heart space, you can ask um, a sentient being for the permission, and along with that goes too is like because if you are just going to save something or do an energy healing, like, and you don't ask for permission, how you how do you know that that's not supposed to be part of that being's experience for the greater good? Yes, how do exactly. you know that? Because there is mm-hmm. situations where where that's the case, right?
0: Um. Mm-hmm there is this was related to the story i told you that jackie my sister told me a story passed down from lucia about a time that she tried to go save the dolphins and maybe she told you this in the in the in the one of the sessions um about she when probably when she learned this because this is exactly speaking Mm -hmm. to the teaching that you're talking about she went and tried to save the dolphins and there were some dolphins that kept swimming to this cove or something maybe this is in egypt i don't know and like they would always be killed there and she went there and she was like oh i have to go save the dolphins and she went there and she talked to the dolphins and they were like we know what we're doing like we don't need to be saved like we know what we're doing We know that when we come to this specific cove or this specific part of the water that we get killed and we're sacrificing ourselves in masses and they have higher contracts and they have soul contracts and there's higher consciousness there. And it was this whole theme of like, and it was like, yeah, that Jackie had told me that a few weeks ago. And um, I I just thought it was so like, yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that. And I think I feel like I kind of adopt that on a subconscious level a lot in terms of like you don't know what other people's contracts are but it was so interesting just because she was able to like talk to the dolphins and the dolphins were like we know what we're doing we're good like you you don't need to save us you can't maybe you can't can you save any other thing i don't know i don't know i don't i don't i don't don't really think so I, i don't think you can save soul contracts exist I, I i just think everything has its divine timing i think you can co-create you can't you know i don't think you can right. save yeah. and that's why we're yeah, being yeah. told
1: no more no more saving hmm
0: yep yeah. mm-hmm and that's it's it's big and it's a huge shift because a huge like part of the old old paradigm of human consciousness is this save is this saving thing, and is this blame, and and this you responsible for this, and this blame, and everything, and we're moving into you're responsible for your own aura, and that's it. Yep, that's it. It's you, and it's your aura, and that's it. That sounds <laughs> well, depressing, but yeah, you know I, mean, what I mean, I think there's layers to that. You too, know what I mean, you're guys? Also
1: responsible yes. to, <laughs> I don't know, act with dignity and respect uh, among the other sentient beings, but you're not responsible to save anyone else or save any other being. And we can't, mm-hmm. I don't know if I really, I don't think I do believe in saving. No. I don't think you can save. I think you can co-create. I think you can do a healing for a being or someone with their permission where you're co-creating mm-hmm. with their because, permission. And and that's also part of this. And um, part of being a healer, or a change maker is you're activating the healing power within the being. It's not solely you. it's not your power mm-hmm. that's saving them or making this happen. You're co-creating and working with the power that already exists inside themselves.
0: Mhm. Yeah, that is a good point. You're not create you're not like creating anything from scratch or anything new. You're just working, you know, you're just repairing their energy system and just for them, just giving them an opportunity to like rebuild themselves, basically. Yeah,
1: like what's, I was just this one quote. A healer is not someone you go to for a healing. A healer, a healer is someone who awakens your own consciousness in you to heal yourself. And that's what's happening.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't go
1: to someone that that- that the healing happens outside of outside of yourself like the healing should be an activation of the the activation of raising the consciousness or the healing that already exists within yourself you can support another another you can co-create with another but we're not here to save and i don't think we
0: i don't think we can save not anymore not this time Mm no no not anymore Any other any last uh, stories or big takeaways from this? Share. So,
1: I brought Osa to the ranch. Oh yeah, yeah. I know. All three days
0: of the first one. (gasps) Fuck no. One day. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I was gonna say. I wish I could (laughs) take her for the whole day. No. How did it even come about? Well, she came up in some of my guided journeys. And I was talking to Lucia about her. And Lucia's like, well, why didn't you just bring her to the ranch? Because a lot of people did bring yeah. their dogs. Cause you can right, do that. Right. Um, and I was just like, oh God, like, I don't think we're there yet. So, like, um yeah. for anyone who doesn't know, Osa is my beautiful rescue dog. She's a malamute. Sweet, 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 sweet. But she has had a reactive, she does have some issues with reactivity. Uh, Mm -hmm. to other dogs specifically, she's really good with people, but other dogs, and that's been a struggle for Bryce and I, since we've got her, it's making it more difficult for us to do anything because ideally we want to share our life with her as far as like, we want to go camping with her and we want to take her on big, long hikes, but it's really difficult when we come across another dog, any dog. Mm-hmm. And she just loses her, her mind. Like it's very, and she's very strong. And so it's difficult yeah. for us to, to manage that. And we'd like to move into a place where obviously we don't have to worry about that as much anymore. And for her to have a better life, cause it's a better life for her too. We don't want to leave. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go on a hike and leave her at home. We want to take her. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's so cute. I think, yeah, she is so cute. I can't wait for you to meet her. But I think that's what, what happened was, in the first guided journey she came to me and so after when we were debriefing and going through our experiences i was talking about it and lucia's like well why didn't you bring her to the ranch and i'm just like "Ah, oh, like i just like don't think we're there yet like she's kind of reactive she has these issues like i just don't think because i was staying over in my trailer too and i'm like i just because lucia has dogs there other people have dogs there like it just would have been a goddamn rodeo yeah and she's like okay well why don't you like bring her or bring her on your last day or something and i was like well i don't have a vehicle because bryce dropped me off with the trailer so he could park it and stuff god mm. bless um mm-hmm. and she's like oh, okay and then i was like well what about after class and she's like nope that's my off time and i'm like fair enough i respect that yeah right <laughs> and and then so we did our debrief and we were leaving and i was thinking i was like well what if bryce came early because i'm like i'm I'm also like this is a really good opportunity for osa to meet lucia yeah Mm -hmm. um yeah definitely in this container so i'm like what if bryce came early to get the trailer towards the end of our day while we're still in uh still in the the trainings or whatever and then she could meet lucia and we could do the whole thing so while we were leaving i asked lucia about it and she's like she's like let me feel into it and i was like okay great so she did. And in the morning we touched base and she said, well, what if he comes around this time? And I was kind of in contact or I was in contact with him, texting him uh, for, her, for him to bring her. And he did. And I was, oh my God, I was so nervous, like just like shaking. And it was a lot for Bryce too, because and he did really, really well because he had to bring her to the ranch. Mm-hmm. And oh, also she's got other dogs there that are running around freely Mm -hmm. that I'm just like, Oh God. And so he Mm -hmm. and so we're how her house is kind of on a hill and you go down the hill and there's like an arena where it is a spot that the horses can come in and we'll do sessions or we'll do our, we'll do our guided journeys in the arena with the horses. And he said, just, or she said, just bring him, bring, or Bryce can come Or he can bring Osa just like down to meet us at this time when we're down here. And Mm -hmm. I'm trying to stay in contact with him and make it work. And I'm also just like, oh God, like we're going to all be down there together. And he's like, I'm not going to really be able to help him because I can't leave. Like he's just going to have to do it himself. And so he eventually comes and brings her. And I remember, like, as I'm sitting there and I like see them coming in, I'm like, and. And Lucia's like right away she's like, Michaela, breathe. <laughs> like I think everyone could feel me like tense yeah. up right away. Because yeah. everyone's so sensitive too. And I'm just like, yeah. Oh yeah, right. And I'm just like like I was like and I'm like that I know that doesn't help, but I'm just like so nervous. Right. And like Of course, yeah. And so one of her dogs did run up and Osa's like Aah! And like they're just like, ah, and they kind of got mm-hmm. into like a little scrap, and and Lucius like yeah. yelling at Bryce. She's like, she's like, keep walking, and he's like, okay, and he's like trying to keep walking. And this is happening in front of everyone, and she's yelling, and she's maybe not
0: yelling, but she's speaking right. firmly yes, she to, speak. to Bryce yeah. and to keep Wait, moving. So what was he? because he wanted to go and break it up is that what was happening well, he's just it trying like- to bring
1: osa down to where we are in the arena and he's walking down this hill oh. so we're looking up at him and oh, the dog okay, came okay. up and she's telling her dog to leave and go uh, like back up to the house but the, but the dogs met and they did have like a yeah i wouldn't
0: say like a quick interaction that was a little yeah <laughs> Okay, but so she's saying I wasn't sure. So she's saying keep walking, as in like let them not be near each other anymore. But she wasn't trying to like. Con- was she trying? What was she trying to do? Like break up? But well, she wasn't trying to well, break. Instead, up instead of she was cause just Brace trying to have
1: stopped because I think he just like froze. Yeah, oh, I and she's like keep right, walking, okay. like keep walking down the hill with your dog, yeah. like keep going. Yeah, okay. While gotcha. she's telling her dog to leave and go back to the house yeah okay okay and then so find mm-hmm. the horses are in the arena too so we get so bryce brings her down and brings her into the arena and she's just like she's like very worked up i'm pretty worked up too like i'm trying not to be mm-hmm. but it's a lot and we're in front of everyone and even for bryce to come down in front of everyone too because he doesn't know everyone
0: like i think that was a very mm-hmm. intimidating experience for him as well yeah totally is not his it's not his arena like he knows what you do and he's aware and he's into he's into it to an extent but this is not his uh, wheelhouse. Well, and I'm not able
1: to be on my phone at this point because I'm really not on my phone mostly during the day like we have breaks in between but mm. as we're doing like I don't even have my phone on me like yeah. it's in my backpack um, set away because we're in the middle of doing a guided journey or doing a debrief I and see. like I don't have my phone on me so I'm yeah, like he's yeah. gonna have to figure it himself to park and bring her down and and do this all on his own oh yeah okay and I, so yeah it wasn't like you were with him no like was i wasn't with him he do. had to come down and meet mm-hmm. us including me mm-hmm. um so he did really really good for that too because i think even for him it was a little intimidating walking into everybody he's like uh ah. he's like i didn't want to like interrupt you guys and i'm like yeah but she knew yeah. you were coming but so yeah she comes down and she's like also she's helping us she first of all is talking about equipment so like because right now we just have a leash or like a collar on her so she recommended using a different type of like halty thing that goes over her nose so we're working on that Mm -hmm. right now and then she also just put her hand on her and was like teaching us how to like on her shoulder blades to get her to lay down um and Mm -hmm. she right away she's like this is not an aggressive dog she's like she's a submissive dog because that's how she she gets like where she puts her tummy up she's just like it's like fear aggression Mm -hmm. yeah And then she was, like, feeling into her. And so she she went into a past... Not a past life, but Osa's life before she came to us. And she said, Mm -hmm. Osa wants to say sorry to her previous owner. Mm. She's sorry that she left and she didn't want to leave.
0: Oh. Did you know that she, like so she like ran she escaped basically and that's why she was a rescue because she like fled is that what you're saying
1: well i think up north on the reserve or wherever she came from i think the way i think the way people have their dogs is very different from down here i haven't been up there so i don't know but i think it's very normal for dogs to just run around all over the place and it's interesting because i lately i have been having kind of my feelings about it's funny that we're talking about this before we were talking about rescuing and saving it's the same words it's the same languages i before this i had been having feelings about i don't know how i feel about taking dogs from up north and bringing them down here to be mm-hmm. rehomed because how do you know they don't want to be up there yeah and i've been struggling with that with osa too because i'm like since we've had her she's really she's been having to learn how to live with us and live with us in this lifestyle because before she was running around all the time and i think that's part of her like impulse control but i'm like how do i know she didn't like her life like that like she had a lot Mm -hmm. of freedom and she was always outside and she could run and do whatever and i mean i wasn't there because she was also found in the bush pregnant when she was rescued so like that's probably not an ideal situation for her. But the rest of the time, like, yeah. how do I know that she's not perfectly happy like that? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know either way. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. she was taken and brought down here. So what she wanted to say is she was sorry to her previous owner. Um, And we always never knew if she had an owner. But and what she and what Lucia said was... Osa was sorry that she left and she didn't want to leave. And of course, I just like burst into tears. So it was a big clearing and releasing for me. I was helping release that for Osa. Mm -hmm. And she was in a situation and kind of like a domestic abuse situation between the couple or I don't know if it was the couple or if there was kids, but there was domestic abuse going on. And Osa would go and comfort the person who was being abused.
0: Wow. Oh, wow. And so you didn't know any of this? No. I mean, it resonated, though, very
1: deeply. And I felt it because I have tuned in before where I did feel something like that. So to have, like, the mm-hmm. confirmation. But it wasn't to that point where I would have known that she wanted to say sorry to her previous guardian, um, to me, but I, but I yeah. had, but it was interesting because one time when we first got her, I had tuned into just seeing like I, it was actually it was her being it was her as a puppy, and the vision was just this man holding a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. So I, so that was very mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. validating too. But yeah, it was wild. And yeah, and that was a really solution worked. We, we cleared that that for her but it was big. Like I just like burst into tears because I I was just like, wow. Like it was just a really powerful, profound moment.
0: Hmm. Um, yeah.
1: Definitely. And then she just got us to, you know, she was like worked up and moving around and like barking at the horses too. And it was so interesting because we were kind of standing over by the gate and she kept getting us to like Ask her to lay in a sit, ask her to lay in a sit and just like reiterating and showing her that she doesn't have to be the protector. Cause I think that would happen too in this previous, at this previous home, she felt mm-hmm. like she, she had to be the protector or she would get in the middle of it. And this was so interesting too, because Bryce and I had such a big aha moment because when we got her, like Bryce, like leaned down to give me a kiss and she barked at him and she's gotten better Mm, at that mm, but like even now because like bryce and i are very playful and sometimes we'll kind of like play fight or we'll just be like and she even now she's the same like she right away gets right in the middle of it like she's just like no and she starts barking at she's like stop it like absolutely not enough protector protector energy yeah because she feels like she had, wow. she feels like she had to protect me in that moment. Because the first time that Bryce gave me a kiss, like I was on the couch and he like leaned over me. So even and she won't do that now if he were to kiss me. But yeah. even then, just him leaning over me, she's like, no, like get away from her, like don't touch
0: her. Wow. Yeah. So the release was for, yeah, it was for Osa though too. It was right? for Osa. It was, it was for Osa. Yeah was there anything else that that came up um well yeah and so then she taught
1: us to just ask her to lay sit and and we'd stand up and like she has to realize that we're going to keep her safe and that we're going to protect her so that's a practice but it was so interesting cuz while this is all mm. going on and then Lucia keeps talking to everyone and she's like just keep just keep putting her in a sit just keep her there And Osa's, like, so worked up, too. She's, like, (laughs) like, she's so worked up. But the horses started, they wanted to come out of the gate, which is where we were right by. So they start coming towards Osa to go out of the gate. And, of course, Osa's, like, gets up, and she's just barking at them, like, crazy, because they're these big, like, I don't even know if she's seen a horse. Yeah, they're huge. Before, they're huge. huge. And she's just, like, afraid of everything and not trusting. So we put her in a sit. And then Lucia's like, they want to come through the gate. So can someone just, like, open up the gate, which is, like, right beside Bryce was standing and me, and it was just so interesting watching like them walking through the gate because it's like they almost did it in purpose in front of Osa because one went around a Cash, the big brown guy, and he stopped and he looked right at her, but like right at her, and Bart and Osa was barking and going crazy, and he just like he just stood that he stopped. Like most horses would be like wow. probably not enjoy it. And he just stopped and he looked right. at her and it was almost like this moment of like, you're, o- you're okay. And like, just take a second to just like, look at me,
0: man. Those horses are some freaking wise horses. She got at that ranch. I mean, they're all pretty wise they, yeah. horses, but those horses are just super cosmic. That, <laughs> that was even
1: a moment. Like Bryce noticed that. And he was just like, Whoa. Yeah. Like, even Bryce was like, what the, what the fuck's that? He was for? like, that was crazy. So that was, yeah, that was a really powerful wow. for Osa. And yeah, that's great. I'm so glad that you guys got to do that. And yeah, me too. And I'm hoping to take her there for another private session slash kind of training session at some point with Lucia. Like, I think that would be really, really mm. great for us. And, you know, I'm doing a lot of learning because I know that Osa and I are supposed to figure, I figure these things out together. And I believe that supporting osa to be calmer and living a happier life is going to come from an energetic state and i mean i know everything is energetic but i believe she's with me for us to do this learning together so
0: just unpacking that more and more it's it's such a it's definitely a lesson you know it's a it's a it's a it's a trial it's a task because especially with pets and it's so easy for the frustration and the the anger and the just the the trigger to take over so It is a you know it's it's a journey. It's to to for you to master her energy, or for you to master um getting her into some regulated state, or for you guys all to have a family flow together. For you to master that from an energetic perspective is a is a task. It's a task, and um obviously it's not easy, and it hasn't been easy for you, and um but yeah, it's it's awesome that you're that you're working on it, and that yeah. It's good. I can't wait to meet Osa in a few weeks. Yeah, here's Newt. Here. Well, Newt's, made many... <laughs> Newt's made many appearances made many appearances on the podcast. Hey Newt. Okay. Goodbye. Uh, wow. All right. Awesome episodes. Yes. Uh, this was great. This, yeah, these were great. any other final words that you want to mention or, I mean, we're going to continue talking about this um, and all that you've learned. Yes, we will You can always add it in another episode, but okay. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Thanks for being here. If you're here, if you're here, make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. If you're here, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell someone that you think might find this interesting and share it with them. And also leave us a rating uh, wherever you're listening. Leave us a review if you like us. You know, do all those things. Help support us because we're growing and uh, we appreciate your presence if you gotten to this point. So, yeah, follow me on Instagram at interdimensional.astrophysics and follow the podcast at The Orphic Podcast. Yeah, and follow me at mariposa Moonchild on
1: instagram and i think i guess if i were to say one last thing i just would like mm-hmm. to thank lucia for providing this mm, yeah, container definitely. this energy thanking yes. all the other participants for holding space yeah being that energy thanking the land thanking the horses yeah. thanking all the sentient beings mm-hmm. that were there to support us and yeah, just giving gratitude and thanks for that really, really powerful container and everyone that was there to support energetically.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely much gratitude mm-hmm. because yeah, wow. The effect that just it's going to have on everyone, everything, and it's just so big. I've been I've been really extending a lot of gratitude to land mm. lately and to, to just Ga- Gaia and stuff like that yes thank you to lucia for providing the experience and um yeah okay well thank you speaking of thanks thank you for being here thank you and uh yeah we will see you all next time bye